Welcome to A Fresh Take, where we look at timely and timeless issues through the lens of biblical truth. I'm your host, Mark Pennell, joined each week by Pastor Paul Sartorelli of Trinity Church in Metro, Ohio. This is our chance to take a look at important biblical, cultural, and contemporary topics that resonate for all listeners. Thanks for joining us today. Hi there again. I'm Mark Pennell, along with Paul Sartorelli. He's the lead pastor here at Trinity Mentor in Metro Ohio, Northeast Ohio. Hello, everyone. Right on the lake. The reason we call it Fresh Take is because, and we pray about this a lot, because we really want you, uh, if you have never known Jesus, or you're new to knowing Jesus, that you're not weighed down by what we can throw at you as Christians that can make you feel left out, so to speak, with big words and heavy thoughts and and all these things. And impractical ideas. Right. And, and piety. And We're going to get to one of the things that I think really can be intimidating to you if if you're if you're new or you haven't gotten there yet all right uh but thank you so much for listening or watching because we really want to talk to you we we love you um that sounds goofy but it's true it's, yep. it's, it's kind of a weird thing about being a believer in christ and where we want to go we last week we the last time we talked about taking the name of the lord in vain yeah and we at the end of that show we just got off on a little bit about hearing people say things like, the Lord told me thus and so. And so we want to reflect on that a little bit. No hard and fast answers, but to just think through the nuance of what that sounds like. Hearing the voice of God. Do people actually hear the voice of God? The Lord told me to go to Walmart at two o'clock, or the Lord told me that I should marry Susie. And so we want to probe, does the Lord really do that? I'm uncomfortable with that. Why? And yet, what do people mean when they say that? And is there some legitimacy in saying that? You came to me a few weeks ago because a friend of yours was saying that, yeah. and you sort of felt left out. I, I, this is probably the third time I brought this up to you, and you're probably getting a little bothered by it, but I I, I, I do feel like, I mean, it's even made me wonder at times, maybe I didn't really accept Christ. Maybe I was lying to myself, and that's silly because I know I have, and I've been experiencing his miracles ever since. But it's like, why am I not getting to hear his voice when people say, the Lord told me, and I, I don't hear any voice. Mm. Well, what's that all about? Yeah, that, and so that's where we want to go. And again, I am sort of skeptical about that. I do think People are talking about inner impressions. Um, I don't know that they're referring to what they're he hearing in their in their ear. I don't know. Um, you said, "Do I? Can I hear the voice of God?" I said, "If you want to hear God's voice out loud and be sure of it, mm -hmm. then just." read your Bible aloud and you'll be sure of that. And so we had people several years ago say the Lord told them that President Trump was going to win the election. Well, he lost it. Uh, I've heard people tell me, God told me that I'm to take this job in Atlanta, Georgia. Really? Um, how did he do that? And so we know it's out there. We want to interact with it all the while saying the command was clear. Don't take the name of the Lord your God in vain. And if you are saying something that God said he told you, is that taking the name of the Lord in vain? So 
On the one hand, it sounds like we're saying, no, he can't do that. He doesn't do that. On the other hand, we're saying, yeah, but people do get impressions that that God is leading me here or God is uh, inferring this. Uh So let's talk about that. You have a story I want you to tell regarding a dream. Just when I was thinking that I had not heard his voice, Mm -hmm. something dawned on me that I had forgotten. Many years ago, like more than 30 years ago, one of my, the guy that brought me to the Lord, a dear friend of mine, he, he was living in a house that was just a teeny bit downhill from what had been an abandoned gas station. And it sounds terrible. It was a nice house and it was a wonderful neighborhood. But the house, the, the gas station had long closed to an old Ohio station. But they'd left the tanks in the ground, which I think is illegal now. And the tanks still had oil in them and, and they, had, they leaked. And oil went down through the tanks and into the ground. All right. This was during a drought. That doesn't sound safe. No, it doesn't. This was during a drought, but the oil was staying underneath the gas station. But in the time of the drought, the oil went downhill underneath my friend's house. Oh, dear. Then when it started to rain again, it pushed that oil up into the basement. Oh, that sounds unfortunate. Very unfortunate. Anyway, this all came to me in a dream that what I'm just telling you. I'm no engineer. I don't know anything about that. And I had many more details I can't remember remember right now, but I woke up at like six in the morning from this dream and I, I, I've got to tell my, I've got to find out about this. So I kept calling and calling the EPA and I finally talked to a guy who was indeed an engineer who understood this kind of thing. And after I told him the whole thing, he said, well, it's nice to hear something about, he said something about, it's nice to hear an engineer talk about it or something. I said, I said, I'm not an engineer. How do you know? Uh, and I, I said, I don't know. I had a dream. And he said, this is unbelievable. How could you know this? He was shocked. So the details of your dream mm-hmm. about the seeping of the oil and coming right. through the soil and tell All me, what, so what was it? What did you dream? Was it visual? Was it? Um, um, yes, it was visual. It, it, I remember, this is, sounds goofy, but I actually experienced the vision of the oil coming up under the, the house and going through the crack cracks in the in the in the basement. Mm-hmm. And it was so to lead a long story short, sadly, but good at the same time, at the end of the day, my friends were kicked out of their house. Wow. It was that it was toxic. too dangerous. It okay. was that toxic in there. Wow. And they had to fight uh, the oil company for a long time and, and, and whatnot, and they ended up with a new house. But he, he told me later that I saved their children because it was already making effect on their kids' thought because they were playing all the time in the house with, with when you live in it, you can't notice it. But when you got into the house, you and, smelled it. Oh boy, it was wow. strong. Yeah. So and they had to throw everything away that was plastic because it had soaked up all that oil smell. It was wow. terrible. So to recap, you went to bed at night. Uh-huh. You obviously had your friend's dilemma on your mind. Right. You went to sleep that night and somehow during your dreams that night, you envision? Did you hear a voice, or you just you? I can't remember that. But I, it was just vivid. The the, the, the engineering yeah, of the problem yeah, yeah. came to you in that dream. I, I don't think I did hear a voice, but there. You know how dreams are. I had a dream last night that that I've got a new pair of glasses that had windshield wipers on. Them. <laughs> I'm kidding. You. I think that's from God too. You <laughs> could make a lot of money with that. I think Elton John already invented. They probably that. did. But anyway, but these were electric wipers. Okay. Anyway. Were they intermittent? Yes. (laughs) And and windshield washers, too, spraying my face. Here's the bottom line. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was was a very, very clear, distinct dream that was out of the ordinary to me. Enough that it shocked me. And I knew there was something 
about it, I thought, this has to be told to somebody. Yes. So I thought immediately of calling the EPA. I mean, that's not even good for I me. Mean, that's not even normal to me at 6 yes. o'clock in the morning to go, I need to call the EPA. That's but excellent. I did. Uh. And it turned out to be a great thing in the long run. That's excellent. So it was a rescue. It was something you you could never have learned on your own, and yet the Lord revealed it to you, right. and it helped your friend. That's that guy and it was confirmed yeah. by the the engineer at the EPA. He was shocked. He couldn't believe that I wasn't an engineer. Okay. Yeah. Very. And cool. so we haven't used the phrase "the Lord told him no. to tell his friends this is toxic, get out," and yet the Lord. Clearly, I'll say supernaturally, and yet naturally in your dream, communicated to you. Right. This uh, that's really good. It's just a beautiful story. I'd forgotten completely about it, but and I feel unbelievably blessed to have been able to be that. Wow. You know, and it's interesting. It just dawned on me. God used one of His Bruce's best friends to know this. This wasn't some guy that that Bruce didn't. It was from one a guy who 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 knew the Lord like he did, who had come to the Lord because of him, and could share this story. And he could believe it. Okay, so think about that as we wrestle with the way God communicates in ways that we're not used to. Again, you didn't say the Lord told me, and yet clearly the handprint, the truth of God was in that story. Okay, so... For seven years, I was I led a, a mega church, mm-hmm. and for seven years, toward the end, I just was feeling like, okay, my time is ending here. I'm I'm feeling tired. I just I just feel like it might be time to move on. Okay, there were certain circumstances. There were other things, and so. I decided to do something that's fairly natural for me, and that is I was going to go away to a retreat center to just be alone with the Lord, have my Bible, have just a few other books, and just in the quiet of my time, just pray through this big decision I have to make. So I went to this retreat center. Actually, it was called the the St. Francis of Assisi um, Retreat Center, run by a bunch of nuns uh, of the St. Francis Order. Is this the one in Fremont or over in the... No, there was the one in Mark and I often go to one called Our Lady of the Pines. Pines, that's right. Um, in Fremont. It was not available. Oh. So I had to hurriedly find a new place. Actually, my administrative assistant found this other place in sort of south central Ohio. Go there. So yeah. I went there. The nuns were splendid nuns. I had my meals with them. Oh, yeah. Um, spent a couple of days there. And it's interesting, as we talked, I told them I went to Italy all the time. Oh, oh and they were fascinated. And now St. Francis of yeah, Assisi. Yeah, right. So every time they'd be fascinated, oh, you go to Italy, great. Uh, have you ever been to Assisi? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, <laughs> they were so disappointed. <laughs> None of them were pleased with me because I did not go to their place of pilgrimage to Assisi. But anyway, a couple of days I'm there and I'm just laying before the Lord, in a sense, my burden of do I continue on leading this church or should I really consider moving on? Mm-hmm. Should I stay or should I go? Uh, yeah, right. By the end of that time, when I was repacking my suitcase and loading up my car again, it was very clear to me I needed to go. Oh, wow. No voice in my head. And yet call it an impression. Call it. Yeah, it wasn't a dream, but it was clearly the leading of the Lord that my season of time and people were praying for me. They knew I was there. Uh, My season of time in leading this church was over. I needed to move on. So I, I, I left there thinking, okay, Lord, thank you. I came here with my one specific prayer request that it would be clear. Should I stay? Should I go? And it was clear. 
by the Lord's hand, by the Lord's leading, by the Lord's impression. I don't know that I would use the Lord's voice because I didn't hear it in my ear, but I was clearly, this is what the Lord desired me to do. And when I came home, my wife also was praying for me the whole time. When I came home and told the Lord what I had decided I was going to do, Mm -hmm. she said, I was hoping that because the identical impression, the identical sense from God that Sue had was what I had. And so did the Lord speak to me? No, to me, that's the issue. When we use the word speak, did I hear it with my eardrum and all? No. So I guess that's the issue I have. Did the Lord speak to me? Not in my ears, but to my heart, to my life, to my mind. So let's talk about this. Does God speak? Well, of course he does. But does he speak through dreams? Yeah. You seem to say say yes. Yes, yes, yes. Does he speak through circumstances? I think he can. Yeah. Does he speak through other people? I think he can. But there've got to be some filters on this. You yeah. can't just, you know, you talk to Joe at the gas station. He says, you know, you, you should take this car and move to Pennsylvania or something. I mean, he did tell me that. <laughs> he was trying to get you out of town. Was- um, so, yes, I agree. There has to be some filters. If God speaks through sermons and people and circumstances and dreams and prayer, they all have to be submissive to this. Okay. I think that's really important. But I think we are allowing for the possibility for the potential that God leads us, speaks to us, gives us impression. But here, here's some filters. Let's talk about these. Yeah. The first one's got to be this one. Yeah. So any, any dream that you had that is contradictory to the scriptures, right. mm, sorry, that was the chili you had yeah. last night right. at eight o'clock. Yeah. It wasn't the Lord. So it has to be, it has to be consistent to what the scriptures teach. Okay. Okay, so word number one is this. I would say word number two, filter, has got to be Christ himself. The decision, the course of action, the person that you're following. The Lord told me to follow this person who is a spiritual leader, and yet his character or his theology is contrary to the character or teachings of Christ. Can't be. Yes. Exactly. Don't no, I'm, 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 yes. To me, it's a no brainer. So I didn't I, respond. Yeah. So Sorry. filter one is the, is the written word of God. We're talking about the, the filters for the impressions or voices of God right. that we hear. Right. Filter number one, the written word of God. Mm-hmm. Filter number two has got to be the person word of God, mm-hmm. the Christ, the word of God. Let's talk about this one. The church itself. God has established his church as the dwelling place of God on earth. Mm-hmm. And so if if I have an impression from the Lord, if I have a voice from God, it's got to be somehow confirmed by his church. Mm-hmm. And to me, that means the leaders of his church, right. the elders of the church, right. and perhaps even the fellowship of the church. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're in a fellowship of people yeah. and you feel like the Lord is leading you into a new occupation okay, and you bring it to the people in your fellowship. Don't they have to say Mark? Yes. Or Mark? No. You and I talked about this before we turned on the microphones. I'm a little nervous about that because maybe I'm off the wrong foot here, but I I think that what we have here is an opportunity to yes, absolutely. Especially if they they know you well enough. 
Mm-hmm. I've heard people say, you know, um, it's God's will, you know, if something tragedy is happening. So you have to worry about some people thinking they know what's right, mm-hmm. automatically jumping to conclusions without enough to go on, you know? So I understand what you're talking about. I just get a little bit nervous when you're talking to lay people, so to speak. Okay. If they're not, if they're not knowledgeable enough about the subject or they heard from the Lord, you should do that. I don't know. I, I think that's a good, yes, I think that's a very good caution. It has to be people that that again, because the church is an important piece of this puzzle. Um, Lone Ranger Christianity doesn't work for me. Okay, that's very good. Okay, right. so it's got to be within the context of the body of Christ. It's called the body of Christ for a reason. Yeah. Christ dwells in his church today. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be people. I, I think the leadership of the church are an important filter. The fellowship, it's got to be people that know the word well, but I think also that know you well. Oh, okay. And so... If you come up with an idea, if you say, Paul, the Lord told me to leave Amy tomorrow, I'd say, whoa, stop. I know you too well. I know the word somewhat. No, let's judge this again. So I guess there's a little bit of the accountability there, a little bit of the iron sharpening iron. The Lord told me to invest $5,000 in this piece of land in Florida. Yeah. Whoa, stop right now. So I I guess that's what I mean by the church. It's got to be believing people that know you, know us well, that have to either affirm that or challenge it. And sometimes they're going to straighten us out if we're a little bit blind, that we've kind of lost focus as to what this is all about. Totally. We're really kind of not not using our wits anymore. Yep. And they're going to say, hold on just a moment. Yep. I can understand it. Okay. I know someone right now in a, a former church that I was in having some marital problems. Okay. But they are problems of conflict, communication, um, not insurmountable. Right. Now, I don't know that the phrase the Lord told me was used, but now one of the partners in the marriage are feeling like, okay, I quit. Mm. I think, I think I want to get divorced. Oh. There's no infidelity and there's no physical abuse going on. And so the fellowship of that church that they're a part of have stepped in and said, no, you, you got to work this out. Okay. You made a covenant before the Lord and that promise still is in. So no, the, the Lord didn't tell you to get this divorce because he told you um, what stipulations there need to be for that to even be considered. So that's the fellowship stepping in and saying, right. no, as hard as this sounds, you're taking the easy way out by saying you want out. Right. You can't want out yet. The God is, I think God has set up his church, his people to be sort of a governor, to be able to say, no, the Lord didn't tell you this, that, or the other thing. And if it's a tough situation, God is not, you're not to listen to just the voice of it'll be easier if, you know, God's, God's going to make it easier for me. Yeah. That's, that's no, no. Sometimes he wants you to go through the battle to, to come out on the other end. Discipleship is rarely easy. Yeah. Right. So here's the filter. You feel like God told you to do something. Is it in his word consistent? Yes or no? Is it in his word, capital W, his son, 
consistent with Christ, yeah. yes or no? What does the body of Christ f- feel about this? How, what is their consensus, yes or no? And then I think a, a key word that I'd put in here as well is humility. Okay. Not the total confidence, God told me to do this, but in humility to be able to say, is God leading me a certain way? Is God giving me the impression to do something? I think that's important to take that into consideration as well. Wonderful. You know, you always leave me with either A, we've we've not touched the surface or we've finished it. And yes. I think this is one of those moments where we have finished. finished. Okay. I think this is the second part of the third commandment. Right. And we're going to have the fourth coming up about... Uh, Sabbath. Uh, Sabbath. Yep. And not, we're not talking about Black Sabbath. That's, that's, <laughs> that's different. It's a whole okay. different experience. So don't take the name of the Lord your God in vain and... If God is giving you impressions to do something, make sure it's consistent with Scripture and His Son and His church, and don't do it in a vacuum. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us today for A Fresh Take. Your support means so much to us as we get this podcast off the ground. So if you enjoyed today's episode, would you please consider leaving a review to help us get the word out to more listeners? You can also subscribe to A Fresh Take right now and guarantee that you will never miss a new episode. The video version of this podcast is available on the Trinity Menor YouTube channel or by visiting trinitymenor.com slash learnandgrow, where you can also catch up on past episodes of Pastor Paul's video series, Take 5, or read back through his blog, To The Point. A Fresh Take is hosted by Mark Pennell alongside Pastor Paul Sartorelli and is a ministry of Trinity Church in Menor, Ohio. Our musical selections are provided courtesy of Michael Burrett from the Eastman School of Music. Visit trinitymenor.com for more information about Trinity and its ministries. Thank you for listening today. We'll see you next time.